This is an equal opportunity podcast, meaning, meaning when the power play stinks, you're going to hear about why. Well, the power play doesn't stink anymore, and you're going to hear about why. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out as well. Penguins versus Hurricanes tonight here at PPG Paints Arena. That's a 7.08 p.m. face-off. The Penguins never beat the Hurricanes, so don't get your hopes up. But at the same time, know that the power play is now an actual weapon, meaning a weapon to be used against the opponent and not yourself. Six for 16 over the past four games, ever since that insane drought ended. And it's not a coincidence. And it's also not just the presence of Valtteri Pustinen. It's not as if Pustinen's come up and started pumping all kinds of goals or even produce on the power play the way he's always done in the minors, which is to be the trigger guy in the left dot. To my recollection, he's only even taken one shot from there which is why whenever I asked Lars Eller earlier this week what his early views are on Pustinen, he said, we haven't even seen him shoot the puck yet, just wait. But what Pustinen has brought is the right glue, if you will, for what was needed, what was missing toward this new formation that's made as much of a difference as anything. As I was repeating all through the drought, it was never going to be just one thing. It was never going to be just get the puck to the net, just get bodies to the net. There was always going to have to be additional motion, additional unpredictability, an additional, oh, and I mean big time additional, closing in against a passive penalty killing box. That was one of Eric Carlson's big pound-the-table points in all that time. Well, all of those things are occurring, and part of the reason that they're occurring is that the best player on the rink has been put into a spot that he's never been in before. When you watch the power play tonight, watch where Sidney Crosby goes. Watch how freely he moves across the top of the power play. Everyone stays in the umbrella formation. But it can be Sid, it can be Carlson, it can be Evgeny Malkin. Houston's been up there. Jake Gensel's been up there. You hardly ever have seen Jake move to the points in a power play setting. But everyone's doing it. Everyone's roaming around wherever it is that they feel they can get to the fastest. This sort of change tends to be one that consumes a lot of time before it works. So consider the Penguins lucky, I think, that they've been able to, you know, just generate consistent offense, consistent threatening looks, real threatening looks, not the stuff they were getting before. And then from there, pouncing on it. The big variable in this obviously, is Sid. Now, I was finding ways 
to criticize the captain's role during the drought. And I don't apologize for that. I really didn't like the way he was being utilized, whether that was at the coach's behest, against his will, who knows. But he was just planted down at the bottom of the power play, achieving really nothing. He just kept kicking the puck back to the point. You guys heard me talk about this. But now what you're seeing him do is to move a lot more, create a lot more. And as Carlson described it earlier this week, he's exactly the guy you want out of everybody on your roster. Again, this is obvious, but having that central presence, even if it's not a traditional center point situation, it's not he's sitting back there, you know, playing old school Sergei Gonchar at the top of the key. Think about the second power play goal that was scored the other night against the Wild. Where was Sid? Yeah, he went right to the net. Right to the net. Why? Because the puck had already cycled around the top of the umbrella. It worked its way all across until it made it to Gino. Gino got it down low. Jake got it in front. Captain was there. Why? Captain had surveyed the entire scene and went where he felt it was best to finish a play. I asked Sid this week how he felt about the the different role the new look and everything. And I, I got kind of this cringy face from him, but only because he doesn't like to ever get into super specifics about strategy, even when it's already played out in front of us right there on the ice. And he's never, ever, ever want to complain. And when I then mentioned something positive about the power play, his very quick response was, it's getting there. We have work to do which is how you become exactly what he is, not just with natural inherent talent, but because of never being satisfied. I like what I'm seeing strategically. I like what I'm seeing from the intent standpoint, meaning the Penguins remain intent, even with the good puck movement, of ensuring that the puck ends up moving toward the net at some point soon in the process. All of that's been good, but I will remind that if you look back at all six of the power play goals over these past four games, you'll see rebounds, tips, redirects, shots from point blank, usually after some kind of chaos was created. So the lack of predictability that comes from all the movement, that's wonderful. Ultimately, somebody's still got to get their fingernails dirty. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Shelly, who asks, DK, why sugarcoat the Ricard Raquel situation? He has literally not scored a goal he looked terrible in his first night back. Most guys come back and are so amped up that they stand out. It isn't a strategic move to put him on the third line. It's where he belongs based on his body of work. You know, Shelly, the first thing I want to clarify, I don't know if you're new to my work or not, but I don't exactly sugarcoat things. I, I don't believe in it. 
I don't think it's a genuine, honest way of going about this particular job. I think you're going to lose your audience in a great big hurry if you color things in one direction or the other that you don't feel is accurate. The fact is that through Raquel's first 17 games, he did a ton of really, really good things. This is a very talented player who scored 28 goals last season, who has five 20-goal seasons to his credit. And out of those 28 goals last season, 10 of them came as a member of the first-team power play. So this isn't someone that you would paint in one direction or the other based on any 17 or now 18 games. And by the way, the last thing I would hold against him is his first game back after a month-long absence. Maybe what's resonating with you, and I know to an extent it does for me as well, are those two shots that he had, or semi-shots that he had on the one power play where he just whiffed badly on both. And it happens. Rust is real. And if he's experiencing it, I'm not going to hold that against him. I'm also not sugarcoating it. It's just a fact. What's way too easy to do in following sports, whether it's from a fan viewpoint or a reporter viewpoint or whatever, is to overinflate the last good thing or the last bad thing you saw. More often than not, way more often than not, what'll play out for you is what's played out over the course of time. The top two wingers, the top two right wingers on this team, when everybody's healthy, are Raquel and Brian Rust. From there, you would just assign them where it is that they would fit the best. Now, as I also said in yesterday's episode, if it turns out that Pustinen fits really, really well with Gino for some reason, then you just kind of leave him alone. And then you start thinking about what else you could do with a third line, but... Yeah, that, that's not sugarcoating anything. Raquel really wishes he had more goals. Over the first 10, 11 games, I thought he was terrific. Then he did fall off because he started squeezing his stick and he and I talked about it. You know, he was out there nervous and that, that's not really who he is as a person or a player. So coming off the injury, he's got a bunch of different things to be thinking about while he's out there. Maybe he needs to just not think so much and just grip it and rip it, right? I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 